Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, we have on Francesca Dean. Francesca is an international health and mindset coach and she helps high achieving, busy women make themselves a priority and fit a healthy lifestyle into their busy schedules. Today, Francesca is talking to us about her time back when she was an employee and sharing with us some things that happened to her that demotivated her, made her feel not really a part of the team or valued within the workforce, and how you can do things differently so you grow a team within your business who's excited to work for you and wants to stay a part of your team for the long term. One call out that I do want to make about this interview is that it was recorded about two months ago. In this episode, we do talk about companies failing because they are not capable of pivoting when needed or pivoting fast enough. Due to the current situation with COVID-19, a lot of, you hear a lot about pivoting and companies needed to shift what they are offering. Please know that when we are talking about pivoting in this episode and the context we're talking about it, we are talking about businesses in really a normal situation and we are not talking about companies not pivoting fast enough or making the right decisions in the current business marketplace and environment that is that uh, businesses are experiencing today. So this was a pre-COVID-19 discussion and we understand that Things are different right now, but I didn't want to take this part out of the interview because it is still very valid information for when things are operating more in a quote-unquote normal environment. Let's jump into the interview. Welcome, Francesca, to the Growing Your Team podcast. Thank you for joining us. Let's kick off today with you telling us a little bit about yourself, your background, and the business you run. Hi, I'm I'm Francesca. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm um, I'm Italian, as you may guess from my accent. I'm a mom to two little boys, um, Massimo and Michael, who are just 17 months apart. So I'm, they keep me pretty busy. Um, I'm a health and mindset coach, and I help by achieving busy women uh, streamline their routines and feel fit a healthy lifestyle into the busy schedule. Um, before becoming a health coach, I worked for over eight years for top tier multinational companies um, and in corporate finance. I, in fact, I have a, um, a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in business economics. Um, but then. Um, you know, I decided to to give my career uh, different directions, and now, um, you know, I'm in the, I have this mission of helping women, um, you know, get healthy and get the energy and mental focus they need to take their business to the next level. So, what made you really change from being in these top tier multi international companies to wanting to run your own business? 
Um, it definitely wasn't um, like an overnight decision that I took. It was an automatic. So when I was in, in the corporate world, I kind of struggled with a couple of things. Um, the first one was, you know, the f- nine to five office hours. Many people struggle with that. Um, and I didn't mind going to the office. It, it actually was an environment that I really liked, you know, spending time with my colleagues and brainstorm and have meetings. Um, but um, I really didn't like the lack of flexibility in the sense that like many times I was in the office and I didn't have much to do, but I still have to be there. So I felt like I was kind of wasting my time or I could have done more something more productive. And it was also was highly um, demotivating because, um, you know, you can, you can be efficient and do things in half of the time or through you know, in less time and, you know, and then use the rest of your time to do something that you like or, you know, even studying or um, learning new skills. And so I felt like my life in the office was kind of a waste of time because there were a lot of moments where I couldn't, um, I I, I basically wasn't doing much. Um, The second part uh, that I really struggled with um, and one of the reasons why then I decided to move to my current career is um, that I couldn't really express my creativity and my spirit of innovation. So in several occasions, I tried to um, improve or change um, systems and processes. Um, I was in corporate finance. So, you know, when I say creativity, (laughs) it's not, not, uh, there's not much creativity in in numbers, of course, but definitely you can improve or change processes and and, um, implement innovation also also in, in corporate finance. And in a few occasions, uh, you know, I was very excited and I worked on a, on, uh, on a project, like I wanted to make it different. Um, like, you know, I was working in, in budgeting and, and uh, forecasting. So basically every month uh, you report the same numbers, but you can report the same numbers in different ways. And I had figured out like system where I think they were more um, effective for our users, you know, what people we were sending the reports to and you know like approached my boss and saying look I, I did this um, I think they're gonna like it better it's visually better it's simple and and like my boss like in a couple of occasions um, was like yeah I know it's a great idea it looks great but um, you know we've always been uh, we always done uh, things this way and you know we're gonna uh, there's I don't think there's reason to change like we're gonna um, uh, we, we'll, we'll have to deal with resistance with resistance with people who don't are not familiar with the new format so I don't think it's worth doing that and so like I was going just back to my desk and say okay fine so I will keep doing things the same old way and so that um, that kind of if ain't broke doesn't don't fix it mentality was really 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 difficult for me. It kind of went went against my values of growth and improving. Um, I mean, not surprisingly, now I'm I'm a coach and like uh, growth and improving and change is the core of my of my work. So this is kind of how it shifted from being um, employee for a corporate finance um, job to owning my home business because I could get like those elements of flexibility and innovation and creativity uh, without needing to like approval from um, any boss. 
there's so many things in there that you brought up that I really want to go back and yeah. and talk more about. The first being that, like, okay, let's start with the end. So this thing that's on top of everybody's mind, if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality, which it's kind of a funny way to look at things because you were bringing improvements and suggestions to make things better. So this whole thing of like, well, it's not broke because the process is working, but if it can be better, maybe it really is a broken process that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Uh, there's so many things where it's like, if it takes us 12 hours to do something, why shouldn't we implement something that's going to take us 10 hours to do it? Because if you save two hours every time, that could really add up if you do the process enough. Yeah, no, you're right. I, th I think that the, the main problem is that in a corporate environment, you like even your boss is an employee itself. So like yeah. it's not their company. And so they really they really they care because they care about their job but i don't know how much they care about you know like be more efficient and saving money unless their their bonuses is linked to that um kpi you know like maybe keeping the expenses um expenses of the department low um so i think like being now an entrepreneur where i really care of course about about my company and so you do everything every decision is because you want to improve and make everything better for, because you want to save time, you want to save money, you know, you're in that perspective. If you're an employee, you don't necessarily do that. So I think that's kind of why um, uh, my bosses at the time really didn't care because they didn't, it, it, it wouldn't, it, it would be like a pain for them, basically. Yeah. You brought up a really good point there. Like, unless your boss's, you know, bonus was tied to, the numbers and saving money they probably really didn't care about saving time and saving money and all those things because it wasn't tied to their position which is when i work with business owners and we're setting goals i'm always like every goal that you set for an employee needs to tie back to that big vision and company goals because if it doesn't things are always going to be out of a line and no one's going to ever want to help you with things that aren't tied to their job yeah yeah. So it's definitely, it's definitely a very interesting mindset. Like when people are like, no, let's not make improvements. Let's not change things, especially because when you have team members like yourself, you know, so when your employees are bringing things to you and then you're constantly just being like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. No, it, it stops you from wanting to, to help the company. You yeah. know, you can, it's kind of like you're putting your place but most people don't want to be put in that place that they feel like they can't grow, can't make an impact, can't change things within an organization. Yeah. And, and in fact, like people who want to innovate uh, then end up leaving. And so like these companies actually end up attracting the kind of uh, wrong people or the less motivated employees. So in the long run, it's not a great strategy for them. Yeah, especially like think about it this way for innovation. You have some of these huge companies lately that have been going bankrupt. And the, one of the reasons that they're going bankrupt is because they can't pivot and move fast enough. And the reason why they now can't pivot and move fast enough is because they had all this time where there was opportunity for change. And they're like, well, the way we're doing things is working. We don't need to make changes because we have this thing that is working. But the yeah. rest of the industry changes and then they can't catch up. So think of like 
Toys R Us, the big toy store, they didn't want to move into the online environments. They kept saying, our stores are working, you know, right. everything's fine, we don't have to do it, until it got to a point where they were so far behind that they yeah. couldn't catch back up. Yeah, it's a like, yeah, that's a great point, you know, like having a vision, being proactive and see where like, yeah, the industry is, is heading. Um, and I guess there are companies who are very um, pioneers in this sense, but like maybe I was just unlucky and the department where I was working and maybe not the company itself, but specifically the department where I was working um, was functioning that way. And for me, it was really um, not rewarding. And, you know, you, you go to work without feeling a sense of purpose. Like, what am I doing here? Yeah. And that's a good call out for everybody listening is you have the ability to control if your employees feel like there's a sense of purpose within your organization. Mm -hmm. You you want them supporting your mission, supporting your goals. And if you are not helping them get to that point, they're not going to want to stay. And then you're always going to be in that cycle of having to rehire and refill positions. Absolutely. And that's what happened in my, in my former uh, company really like people were just coming and going, coming and going. Um, and, and I think that's, that's, that's one of the main reasons. Yeah. So with you and your business, how are you going to do things differently? So you do motivate your, your team members to be innovative and come up with new ideas, especially because in your business, those ideas that they want to change are, are yours. They're kind of what you personally put together. So you have this emotional tie to them, you know, unlike a process that was handed to you by somebody else. Yes. Um, I just recently hired a virtual assistant, uh, assistant and very excited about that. Um, she's a young, very smart woman. Um, and so coming from my past experience in the corporate world and all my frustrations and struggles I've, I've just um, talked about. Um, one of my first, uh, one of the first things I, I told her during our my interview was um, uh, like, listen, you really, I really appreciate you being, you know, coming up with ideas. Feel free to tell me what you think. You don't have to ask for permission for every single thing. If you think that something may be useful or have my business, um, go ahead. Um, like I give you, I, I try to give her space um, to basically feel like she's part of the company. Like I told her, you're not working for me, you're working with me. It's kind of like, this is our project. She's not working specifically on my social media, which is one of those um, tasks that for me is very, very like, I don't really like doing it. Um, so I, I write all the content, but she helps me with a few technicalities and, and things. And she, she keep me, keeps me also accountable um, in, in keeping on with that, um, with those tasks. And, um, and I think she really appreciated that. And she's like, she's been with me for just a few weeks, but I, I can feel she, like she's very involved and engaged. And like, I don't know if a, a, blog, a post uh, gets a lot of engagement, um, she's, she gets excited, like she was her own. And um, that was kind of my goal. But at the same time, however, um, it's, um, it's not that easy, you know, sometimes because my business, I've been a solopreneur for like three years and no one have worked with me, has worked with me 
for a long time and my business is like my baby and yes. I, have, I have two little kids you know you know when you feel nervous because you leave your baby with the babysitter for the first time right it's kind of like it's, it's kind of the same you want to trust them and because then it's gonna free up your time and you can do something you know for you or working on something different. Um, but at the same time, you, you, you feel protective of that. Um, so I've, um, of course, there's also that. There's kind of a conflict, you know, like the, on one hand, you want to be, you know, open to innovation and give them as much freedom as possible so they can really uh, bring something new to the plate because otherwise you're just in your head. And on the other hand, though, it's your business, it's your baby, and you, you want to keep it as authentic as possible. So you don't want to many interferences from someone who's different than you. Right. Yeah, it really is a balancing act. And the best thing to do is when someone brings an idea to the table is really ask yourself why it won't work. And if we're starting, if you find out, well, it's just because it's not my way, then at least it starts to challenge you. Should you consider another way? Like what makes your way better than this way? Mm -hmm. And then if there's something else that mean is making it so it doesn't work um, because maybe you have knowledge that that team member doesn't have share that knowledge or share as much of the knowledge as as you can you know I even know there was times back when I was in corporate and I'd bring ideas and there'd be stuff that was still I couldn't know about it yet you know because they were still in the processes where it was confidential uh, to my level and below but my boss would at least say listen, there's things going on that are going to make it so that can't work. I can't share the details now, but no, it's not because it's a bad idea. It's, but it's not going to be possible once this rolls out. And then sometimes once things would roll out later, it'd be like, oh, okay, now I see what she means. It, but it meant such a big difference other than just being told no. Right. You can't right. Do right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's part of also of the training, you know, like if you want to give them more responsibilities, you need to open up and, and kind of like let them into your head. What are you thinking and why you think something is good and why you think something is not as good, you know, give them kind of some, um, idea of, um, how do you want them to, um, do things on your behalf, basically. Yes. Yes, definitely. I want to go back and talk about something else that you shared during your your corporate story and part of the reason that you left. You were talking about just the lack of flexibility and that nine to five office structure. And I feel like so many people that are becoming business owners or want to become business owners might have never really had the drive to own their own business and be an entrepreneur, but they're trying to find something that's that flexibility. Like, that gives them the schedule they want. Now, do you think, thinking back to your time in corporate, besides the fact that it was always done that way, would mm -hmm. there, should there have been opportunities for flexibility or do you think the type of role made it so it should always be a nine to five type job? 
no there should have been uh, opportunities for flexibility in in my case like especially in the second like in the first first few years of my career i was working for tpwc pwc and uh which is like one of um big four multinational consulting companies and there my my hours were like nine to nine really it's like i was re really working hard and i was young and that's like that's kind of what you do when you work, work in consulting but like my my second job um where I was in a, in a finance department um, of this of this company, um, there basically I could I could do like my uh, one month worth of work in probably three weeks because I'm very organized and you know I'm um, result oriented. So like I was just working, 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 and get get things done. And then I found myself like at a certain point where I didn't have anything to do um, and. I mean, during those time, I really studied for my health coaching certification. I'm not lying um, because I just needed to to make something with with that time. So they could have motivated me more uh, by just giving me flexibility, and maybe I could have worked every day until three three p.m. or give me more responsibilities if they they thought that you know I could I could handle more. But neither of those things happened, and so yeah, I was really. Um, pushed to like it made me reflect like is it is this what what i want to do with my life professionally yeah it's that interesting thing where people think well it's a full-time job so the person needs to be working 40 hours and if they're not working 40 hours they're not putting in enough for the company and sometimes we need to look at it instead of hours worked but the impact and the value that they're giving to the company because some people can come in and do the same amount of work in 30 hours that could take some other person 50 hours to work but that person is taking 50 hours of work is it actually 50 hours of quality work or could they have done it in less time if if they were motivated to totally totally i mean that, that's like this the, the nine to five hours that don't reward people who are kind of better or perform better mm. i think so yeah, definitely. I, I I think all the many companies are moving are moving in that direction. I feel now, you know, like you just you just have to measure someone's performance performance uh, based on the output and not like how many hours you 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 are in the office physically in the office. Yeah. Um, because like you know also um, from a health mental health perspective, you know, having a work life balance it's, it's very important. And sometimes you know you just be are in the office when you know you can be with your husband with your kids or you know just taking care of yourself or do some, something for you right um, no exactly i know that i work with a lot of business owners that they're like well what do we do if all of a sudden one week there's not 40 hours worth of work for our full-time person i'm like let them go home early and yeah. still pay them their full 40 hours what's the point of having them sit around the office twiddling their thumbs when they could go and run to the grocery store or i don't know pick up the kids from school instead of having them go to aftercare i'm like you you can reward your employees and do something nice for them absolutely and and that's how you know like the the, the way that the, the mood of, of your employees improve, the, also like the culture you set for your company, even if it's a small one, you know, it doesn't matter. You don't have to have like 100 employees to think about culture. You can also have like one staff working with you and, but still, 
you know, thinking about um, company culture. Like, what do you want your employee to experience? How do you want them to feel? Um, and yeah, we, I mean, I was in their shoes and definitely I, I would try, I will try if I, I hire a full-time employee, hopefully in the near future. Um, I will definitely try to, to put myself in their shoes um, and remember that I was there. Yes. Yes, it's always good. And also just remember that even if you have a full-time employee, it doesn't necessarily need to be in all industries and in all positions, Monday through Friday, nine to five. We live in a day and age where we can provide additional flexibility, having people start earlier or working later, or even sometimes working longer days and having a half day on Fridays. You know, so you sometimes have to think about, is the nine to five norm a necessity for the position. Some positions it is because you need someone answering the phones because that's when clients are going to call. Other positions, as long as the work gets done, the work gets done. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And that's what I'm doing with my BA. Um, like there are some uh, deadlines because, you know, if she has to work on some posts or content that I created and that needs to be posted, in within two days she needs to do that within two days but like she can do it whenever she wants i'm not gonna check when she's working or i'm not wherever fits her life basically mm -hmm. yes so let's talk a little bit about health seeing that's what you're doing for your business you're mm -hmm. you know helping people you know, become healthier and getting those better mindsets as business owners that's really important and our health and our mindset are not only going to impact ourselves, but it's going to impact the way we lead our teams and the leader that we show up to be for our teams. So can you give us like maybe a few quick tips of if someone's been completely slacking on either their health or feel like they're in a poor mindset area that they're identifying it? What are some quick tips or things that they should start doing to really get themselves back on the right track. Yeah, well, um, definitely mindset is the, is the number one thing because if you don't put yourself or you don't think your health is a priority, you will never work on that. So, um, and many entrepreneurs, um, we, we, we work hard because we love what we do and we, it's, it's easy to neglect ourselves and say, well, there's the, now there's no time. I'll, I'll like, okay, I'll, in a month's time after this project is done, after I worked with, on this, after I worked on that, I will have time for myself. But that is not, it's never going to happen because there's going to be so always something, something else. So like definitely work on your mindset so that your health is your number one priority. No kidding. Like not your business, not your kids, not your, not your husband's, like your health because if you don't if you're not healthy you don't have the energy or the mental focus to take care of your family or to, to take care of your business and to grow your business so it's absolutely paramount um definitely uh like practical tips i would say sleep enough um like 78 hours not kidding that's that's very very important because our body otherwise um can cannot function and also take breaks throughout the day um i have days myself and i'm a health coach but i have days where i'm working on something and i forget to go to the bathroom and pee because i'm so into what i'm doing but that's absolutely not healthy and then i like i just 
uh, get up after, you know, three hours being in the same position, working on one thing, and I don't even know who I am. So definitely take breaks and um, nurture your body, um, like with, with good food and with movement and, um, you know, um, remind yourself that you your your body is is what supports you and also your 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 mental functions and so if you want if you want to become a successful entrepreneur is that you definitely need to take care of that yes that's so great and there's some very important things that you said in there that hiring and growing your team is going to help you with most of the entrepreneurs that aren't getting enough sleep is because you feel like you need to do it all but you can't do it all. You don't have enough hours in the day to do it all because when you try to do it all and you're lacking on sleep and you're lacking on taking care of yourself, your productivity is actually going to go down. You know, the, the uh, chances of you creating an error is going to go up. So stop trying to do it all and get the team to support you so your business can do it all. It doesn't have to be you. It can be your business that does it. Absolutely. Um, definitely like getting as much support that you, as, as you can afford, really, like uh, hire a VA, delegate tasks, um, hire, you know, even um, a business coach or, um, you know, creating, creating a kind of a support system that allows you to be healthy and so mentally and physically healthy and grow your business. But um, and like, you know, you, you can have it all. You can have it all with a little bit of organization and delegating and spread right um, responsibilities and tasks among more people. And definitely hire hire someone helps with that. Although you know, there's a lot of there's financial pressure when you have to make such a decision. And for me, it took a long time before I said, "Well, now it's time. I need to. I need to. I need help." Um, because you know, it's it's a risk, of course. You know, that's that's an expense, and then that you're surely gonna pay every month, but you don't know what's the revenue. If there's, if there's going to be a revenue on the other side, yeah, yeah. Although that's varsity mindset, and you cannot think about and think that way, or you will never grow. Right, as I always say, yes, hiring team members does add an expense, but when we add the right ones at the right time, there should be that return on investment. You should have a revenue impact because of it, and sometimes. But sometimes you're right. We do need to go and try things out because you don't actually know how that revenue is going to be impacted. And that's a great way of starting small, hiring that VA for a few hours every week or the social media manager or some other position and see how does this actually impact my business? Okay, now that I know how it does, let me increase hours or move it to a bigger position. Yeah. And there are also other benefits. Like I realized that like hiring a, a VA made me, first of all, aware of all the tasks I was carrying on that I wasn't aware of because you just do stuff. You just do things right uh, to to kind of carry on. Um, and it, I was in a very reactive mode because being just one person and when your business is growing, you are not proactive, you're not strategic, you're just reactive. You just like try right. to basically so like she, she like hiring her made me think okay what's what are the things that I that I do because you need to be aware of that otherwise you cannot delegate and also like it was very good because I for the first time formalized processes and systems which were just in my head and um 
by doing so, because I had to explain to her what I was doing and how I wanted things to be done and um, how she could help me uh, with what I was doing. And so that was very, that was very helpful. Um, it helped me streamline and uh, simplify some of the processes and be more clear about my systems and processes. Uh, and I wasn't aware and I wasn't clear at all before hiring her. Right. Right, exactly. So tell us, how can everyone get in touch with you? Okay, you can find me on uh, my website, which is uh, francescadine.com. Um, I have also a Facebook page or Instagram account. And both are, the handle is francescadine.healthcoach. And my email address is franchi at francescadine.com. So if you want to reach out to me, um, that's the best way to do so. Awesome. And I will include all those in the show notes as well. All right. So as we wrap up today, the question I like to ask everyone is we've all had managers or leaders that have stood out to us. So think of the most impactful leader or manager you have had and share with us one thing that made them stand out to you as a great leader. Um, so the best boss I've ever had, I think, was this guy at PwC, uh, the company I used to work when I just graduated, um, who really was um, walking his talks. You know, he was um, authoritative, uh, like he was a leader, but he was also like humble. Um, the type of guy who's not like afraid of saying that he doesn't know something or that he had, he had made a mistake. And I really, really respected him for that. And, uh, it was very inspiring to me. And I thought, you know, if I'm a leader, I want to be that a leader like that. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. And thank you, Francesca, so much for coming on the Growing Your Team podcast. Thank you, Jamie, for having me. And that wraps up this episode of the Growing Your Team podcast. Do you have questions about anything discussed in today's episode? Or do you have other questions related to hiring and managing your team? Then I invite you to join us over in the Growing Your Team Facebook community. The group is designed to provide you support as you grow and manage the team who will save you time and earn both you and your business more. So come on over and join us in the Growing Your Team Facebook group and let's grow you the team that you need and deserve. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.